Hello and welcome Hello. to the Shakunala Salami Show, the virtual cafe. How are you all today? Who have I got here with me? Hello. This is Sassy Simbi. Hello, Sassy Simbi. I'm a, I'm a blogger, a lifestyle blogger, who's on a journey to imbibing minimalist ideals in my life. Cool. Are you there? Hello. Yeah, hello. Um, okay, oh, you, so you stopped halfway. I was okay. I don't know if I lost you. Oh, oh, I thought you know, um, I was done introducing myself. Oh, okay. Oh, right. So you're just the minimalist. So what's a minimalist blogger? Or who's a minimalist blogger? What's a, what's a, what is a minimalist? I thought I might be speaking properly. All right, so, um, being a minimalist is, you know, like trying to practice moderation in everything you do in life, in all aspects of your life. So mm. um, it's embracing and simpler ways of doing things. So um, I find that in today's world, we're bucked down with a lot of um, commercials, consumerism, everything fighting for your attention. So when mm. you then, you know, decide to embrace minimalist ideals or minimalism, you step back from everything fighting from your attention. You want to take it slow, you want to cut back, you want to declutter. You want to do only what's necessary for your existence, you know, the most basic things, the most important. Hmm. Okay. So, I mean, I guess that's like, I mean, I've, I've heard about this, you know, several times, you know, um, you know, where a lot of people are trying to, you know, where they say less is more. And so some people, they say they only need like five different clothes rather than having like wardrobes and wardrobes, you know, filled with so many clothes that they'd never even get around to wearing. Um, so is that kind of like what you blog about? Um, well, I'm a new blogger, but yes, that's about the idea, especially because, you know, um, in Nigeria, you know, so um, what is minimalist for one person would be a little different from the next person because things that would seem important to each person, but then you that know what you don't need, what you think um, is overwhelming, what you need to cut out. So um, my reality will be different for, from that of you know someone else's, especially um, someone who's. Um, yeah. So my reality is that um, I'll take you know um, clothes for example. So in the twenty first century, where you know everyone seems to um, you know be able to wear casual clothes or you know, we dress the same world mm. over. But being African and being Nigerian, we then have our own peculiar and the fabrics with which we, you know, um, make those clothes. Mm. So it's a part of our heritage. And so no matter how we then know we've become, no matter how much we've evolved, we never let go it's part of us. But then you find that as a young lady, 
a strain on your finances when you know you have work clothes you know formal work wear and then you have you know, casuals yeah. then you have your know, um clothes you know like evening clothes or, or um you know that you can wear to a party and then you still have to rake out the funds to then fund the african wear so in the traditional african wear we then have um you know the fabric that is referred to as ankara ankara is a wax print you know so that that most of the time is used to to make um more laid-back casual clothes and um, then you have the other the more expensive fabrics you know laces that are used to make um clothes that you can wear to a more formal gathering like a wedding or you know festivities so then so as a young lady who's working and you know i don't have all that money and then all of this is fighting for my attention so i had to step back and say to myself okay you know what what's important to you by on what's the most important thing so the whole idea is i want to be able to allocate my resources to the most important things and then i'm trying to um i'm trying to you know those things that weigh me down so i'll do the basics the most important and keep it simple oh cool cool so sassy simple oh, oh my good lord you know what we forgot you know we forgot i've not even offered you a drink the little human she's at nursery now so um i've not really got much choice how does a hot chocolate sound to you um well, that sounds nice. Over here, the weather looks a bit uh, cloudy, so we're expecting rains anytime soon. So a cup of hot chocolate will be nice. And how about plum pancakes? I've got some plum pancake left. How does that sound to you? Um, I'd rather have a cake if you have cake. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I shouldn't laugh. But normally the okay, human. Okay, well that's fine. She's a little human, she's usually here to do all the legwork, right? But then she's decided that she wants to go to nursery and play with other little humans herself. So, yeah, you just have to deal with pancake. Sorry. When I do have some cake, I'll offer you cake then. Today, today the virtual oh. cafe only has hot chocolate and plum pancake. And that's what you're going to have. All right, so we'll, we'll take what's available then. Thank you very Thank much. You. How are so, you supposed so to say I'm great? Thank you. <laughs> This is what I'm supposed to say. I am grateful for the food and the nourishment. Oh, yeah, you, know, you know, I'm grateful for the offer. So we then, over the clock, we're taking, you know, our, our hostess's offer, you know, for granted, you know. So you've offered what you have, and then I'm, look at me asking for something else. <laughs> Only the twist, right? Normally, I would have a, I would have a nice selection <laughs> that you can take from, but like I said, the little humans at nursery, and so no one to do the running around for me. Um, yes. Yeah, nice that's her pursuing her dreams she's going after her goals so that's good she's too her goals is to just play with other human little human beings she's tired of looking at my face <laughs> okay right okay so sassy simbi that's a very yeah. tell me about the name oh sassy simbi is is 
an oxymoron you know in in the sense that you have two contradictory words side by side so i'll give you a little background into um the name simbi okay so growing up in nigeria um sometime in the 80s i'm not too sure um how long ago this book had been in you know in circulation but you know sometime in the 80s uh I found that this was a book, you know, that was used in studying English in primary schools. So um, have, you know, a storyline that featured, you know, uh, in most of the book with um, I don't get a story you about. I'm sorry. Um, I didn't get you. Um, can you just say that again, please? <clears throat> All right, too. So. Growing up in Nigeria, there was a book used schools to teach English. Mm. Okay. And um, most of the kids who grew up about that time knew about it. So mm. um, I think we referred to it as as Simbi and Ali. Yeah, because those were the main characters in the book, but the book actually has a title. It's the Macmillan Primary English Course. All right. For. So, um, in the book, the main characters were, you know, Ali, a boy, and Simbi, a girl. So the illustration for Simbi is done you know in a way that an average young girl at the time could relate with her so um the illustrator depicts simbi you know as a young girl in an african threaded hairdo so it's a basic style you know that wasn't because they're more um styles but that was just the basic style that was suitable for a young girl and then um simbi was portrayed to be very hard working she always uh, contributed to doing chores around the house she was either sweeping or helping to fetch water after school so you know that's that's the kind of idea you get from reading the book and so as we grew a bit older you would then find that um people use the the name or the word simbi you know either in sometimes you know in a derisive way or in a jocular manner you know um so such that it, you know they try to depict simplicity when they're poking fun at someone's um way of life or personality so but the whole idea you get from it is you know a very simple person so for me you know that's what the name simbi has always Easy, you know, down to earth. And then so is, you know, me thinking of Simbi all grown up, you know, so no one knows what happened to her after those years. It seems like we outgrew the story. And so here I am, I'm thinking, okay, what would Simbi be like, you know, all grown up? So now this is me, so I'm confident, you know, young lady who's confident, you know, and um how to explore and dominate her world. So in as much as I'm down to earth and simplistic, 
rather simplistic, but with a simplistic out view or outlook on life, then I would then say, okay, so sassy simbi, so you know, like, um, so, but then you're, you're, you're down to earth. So that's that's how the name came about. Oh right, it's quite it's quite an interesting story, you know, because you know you've read this book, you know, in your you know your early years, and you know, and then sort of. I don't know how many years down the line. I don't know, 20 years down the line. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's more than 30 years now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> close to 30. A blog used in a name. And I'm sure, you know, the author, you know, the writer of the, the book, you know, would not have thought that, you know, his book would have um, inspired anyone, uh, you know, to the extent with which it's um, inspired you. Um, so apart from the minimalist lifestyle or the simplistic lifestyle that they depicted um, Simbi in the book, um, what else about her stood out to you? Um, yeah, so um, there's not much I can remember, you know, except for, you know, the way I've tried to um, explain it, because that's the picture I, I have in my head. That's the picture you get. That's what you come away with when you read the story. So. She's depicted as hardworking, um, very helpful around the home, which you don't find a lot of kids that age doing because kids that age just want to play. But this is a young girl who's very, very, very domesticated. She's helpful. She's down to earth. She's helping to fetch water because at the time, not a lot of families had pipe-borne water in their own houses. So I think people had to go to... Uh, you know, a little distance where they get water from, you know, common source or communal source and then take it back home. Yeah. Yeah, so she was like, go next door. Even though that was my reality, but that's what I, you know, I get from that story. I think that's what the um, the authors, there, there were three of them, so that's yeah. um, what they were trying to portray. Right. Okay. And I guess that's probably why she's took, you know, stuck with you because you can relate to her. Yes. You know, so in, in the sense that, you know, um, that, that lifestyle, the simplistic lifestyle, you know, is what was being portrayed. Yes. So there were three authors. I will L Longi and W Ijoma, all Nigerian authors. Okay. Oh, cool. So now, as a as an old well, let me just think about it. as a as a I'm trying to as, as no longer a child but a grown woman now because I was going to say as an old woman, but then that that just didn't sound right. right? <laughs> so as a as an adult now, what books would you say have inspired you as much as or as close to the way Cindy inspired you? What other books can you relate with right now? Right now, um, oh well, okay, so in in the course of my journey, a bit of religion has come to play in molding me, you know, so uh, that I've become. So at some point, along the line, Bible, you know, reading the Bible 
and trying to live according to my faith. That also helped, you know, to um, to mold to mold me and mm-hmm. my ideals. So that's um, one book. Then um, I've read books written by Michelle McKinney Hammond. Okay. She's uh, partly American and partly Ghanaian, you know, but so she shuttles between the US and Ghana, you know, where okay. she's, she's still an author, she's a speaker. And I think sometimes, yeah, motivational speaker. So um, that's what she does. But a lot of her books have inspired me on my journey to womanhood because um, she talks about, you know, preparing yourself as a woman, not just being hung up and finding a life partner, but then, you know, finding meaning and purpose in the life that you live first before you then heat up or hook up with someone else so that you then you know you're bringing value so one of the things um you will do in 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 finding your purpose is also getting your finances right yeah and you know just finding a balance generally discovering who you are your purpose living purposefully so that then, you know, brings um, balance and and purpose into the whole world. Okay, cool. See now, for instance, I was assuming, and you know, just for no reason, just because I'm just like that. Um, who I would have thought you would say, you know, mention that, you know, a Nigerian author, you know, inspired because I do like a lot of Nigerian authors. Um, myself and I find that you know I'm almost always geared to mentioning Nigerian authors first because you know as as someone you know who's also Nigerian I find that they shaped my views um of the world like one of I think my I'm sorry to cut in there are a few Nigerian authors that have also molded me but you know not exactly in the terms that I described so um There were a few female, you know, Nigerian authors, one of the earliest. So there were Buchi Emecheta, um, Flora Mwapa, who wrote a book, you know, that um, dwelt on the events of the the war, the the civil war in Nigeria. Um, That's Flora Mwapa. And then more recently, there's Chimamanda Adichie, um, she has, you yeah. know, strong feminist views, you know, and um, she's she's well known. She's she's given a number of talks, you know, um, across the world and um, even on on TED. You know, she's she's been a TED speaker um, several yeah. times over. So those those are the few that come to mind now. I'm sure you know there are others, you know, but they may not as they may not be as well published, you know, as some as these this okay. this few that I've mentioned. Oh, okay, cool. I'm just trying to think now. There are so many books that I liked. Um, I think my first one um, that I always remember that has a soft spot in my heart 
um, as a young teenager or approaching teenagers was, um, what was it called now? Um, time changes yesterday. Um, I think it was, I don't know if I pronounced ah, it. Time changes yesterday. This is one because um, she's I've, she's from South Nigeria, if I'm not mistaken, or wherever it is. Like, it's Yangi Coin, yet Nengi Coin. I'm not sure how you pronounce the name, but I, I really. Ah, yes, Nengi. But, you know, it was about this girl, you know, um, her and her elder sister with their dad. Um, and their dad was a widower, if I'm remembering correctly. And he was seeing this woman, and um, the older sister didn't really want that. Um, but yeah, kind of like you know. And so it was what was her name? Was it Eniola? And it was this love story. She was a she was a hopeless romantic, right? I mean, what teenager is in a hopeless romantic? Mm. And, you know, I, I totally enjoyed that, and it was one of the first books that I really uh, enjoyed reading. You know, um, that I discovered. You know, sort of get going into secondary school. Mm, nice. I remember I remember um, studying this book at secondary school, but <laughs> the details I don't remember much of it anymore. Um, yes, I remember that. Um, I think one of the characters was Tokumbo, who was then yeah. referred to as um, Bobo Tokumbobo. Yeah. Yeah, and all that. But that's about it. Yeah. No. Um, Time Changes Yesterday by Yengi Coin. And I think the name itself was very apt that, you know, no matter what happens yesterday, you know, it, it was only going to pass, you know, it, it doesn't really matter, you know. Yeah. So I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, that book, you know, stuck with me. Um, and then I'm trying to see what other book I found inspiring when I was younger. Um, there was also Ilichi Amadi's The Concubine. That was a fantastic read. But I think the one that I really mm -hmm. liked um, after um, time, change, time Changes Yesterday was uh, Olaro to be mm -hmm. the gods and not to blame. And if I am not mistaken, I'm yeah. a big fan of Olaro to me, was that if I'm not mistaken, I, I thought I heard or I read somewhere that the gods and not to blame was based on Shakespeare, uh, one of Shakespeare's books. I can't remember. Oh, oh no, not Shakespeare. All right, so um, The Gods Are Not to Blame is an adaptation of Oedipus Rex. Yes, 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 that's it, Oedipus Rex, that's, what, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Oedipus Rex um, is, was written by Sophocles, uh, and you know that was like um, way back in civilization. But way back I guess the story. <laughs> Sorry. You know, you said way back in civilization. I would have thought people would say way back. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even have. Yeah, we're talking about BC, and so uh, I didn't know how else to to explain it. I I think it. Um, uh like say 400 bc or they're about so that's a long time ago that's why i said we back in civilization so it was it was first it was written by sophocles yeah um okay so oedipus was a king you know so yeah. just like you have the king in or olarotomy's book so it's an it's just an adaptation and then olarotomy was able to adapt the story to the Nigerian reality. 
Yeah. You know, it was a beautiful adaptation of that. Oh, it was fantastic. It was the best, right? And it was like, you will yeah. kill your father and marry your mother. Oh, like, yeah. oh my good Lord. Like, seriously, I can just imagine being in a theater and watching it because I've gone to the theater once, well, not once, and, you know, all around me was possibly, um, so it was, what was it called? Death and the King's Horseman. So that was the first Ola Rotimi play that I saw. Unless I'm being a complete idiot now, that was Ola Shoyinka, but I think it was Ola Rotimi. Uh, but yes, I saw Death and the King's Horseman um, in the theater and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. But I'm a big fan of, you know, um, African theater. And it's quite sad, I don't get to see a lot of them in London, but please do continue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well. Oh, so um, yeah. So um, we've just gone over the different Nigerian authors that inspired us um, from our teenage years, and um, so um, well. Then um, you are going to I explain the story. Right. You're going to tell us the story and how Olaru Tini um, adapted it. Oh. Okay, well, I guess there's not much to be told about that because it's the exact story, you know, but then he adapted it to the Nigerian context, you know, um, and it was set in a Yoruba, a Yoruba town, you know, yeah. um, using um, Yoruba names and culture to depict yeah. the story. Now, along the lines, you will then find him in this story with Yoruba songs from Yoruba folklore. Yeah. Um, that was that was, you know, I think um one of one of my first few uh introduction to play. And um because of the folklore attached to it, it, it made it interesting. Also yeah. being able to learn, you know, songs in Yoruba at the time, it made it all the more interesting. Unfortunately, we never, you know, got to do our own rendition of the play. So um, I bet it would have been all the more interesting. We just studied it, you know, and and read it, but we never <laughs> put the, the, the words into action. Yeah. Okay, so let me see. So I'm just trying to summarize. If anyone's listening and thinking, oh, they've never really re read any uh, Nigerian um, sort of like back in the day, back in civilization. Yeah. <laughs> but so let me see. We talked about what Olarotimi, the gods are not to play, Yengi coin, time changes yesterday, Ilichi Amadi, the concubine. Tell me two more that you like. Oh, I'm trying to remember titles. Um, Bull George. Sorry? I don't remember the author. Uh, what's the name? The Incorruptible Judge. Okay. The Incorruptible Judge. Okay, no, I don't know that one. You never, you never read it? The name sounds oh, vaguely okay. familiar, but I can't remember. It's yeah. not one of the ones that stuck in my mind. Okay, it was it was a pretty popular one, um, but then do you remember things fall apart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't that also um, what was his name now? 
Um, yeah, I do remember things fall apart, and I'm just just trying to think. It was that Igbo man. Um, what is it? Is it Chino Achebe? Chino Achebe. Yes. Yes. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was a really good one as well very good one and it was also adopted you know for film yes to increase its popularity in nigeria about the time we were growing up yeah and i think that was one of the ones that sort of started the nollywood film industry i think it was sort of around that time the nigerian movie industry yeah. sort of started kicking up um, after that, you know, so then things, you know, um, evolved from there. But that yeah. was, you know, like, um, that was a very good outing for Nollywood. Um, it was a way for us to showcase culture yeah. you know, and uh, tell our own story. The way we want to do it. Yes. The way we want it. Yeah, cool. So one more book now that's by a Nigerian author. I don't want any of the modern ones. So a lot of people know um, Chimamanda, so please don't talk about Chimamanda. Um, you know, she's really popular. Um, and I've got absolutely nothing against her. It's just she's really, really popular. And most people know her, even non-Nigerians know her. So I'm trying to see the ones that are, quote unquote, not as popular. Even though I know that a lot of people would know what they're showing her. Um, and I know the boy, he's like from back in the day. So just tell me one of the old ones, yeah. one, not one of the new ones. Do you ever read Chike and the River? Chike and the River. I can't remember if I've done so or not. Um, like I said, the ones that I call to you, those are the ones that really stuck to me and they stayed in my heart. What and about, um, I've got a really good what relationship. About, uh, the Arrow of God? No. I possibly might have, but I it doesn't it doesn't ring a bell. There was a country. Oh, I think that's a new one. No, 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 that's a memoir. You know, by Chino Achebe. Well, most of these titles that I've uh, mentioned are by Chino Achebe. Okay. Arrow of God. So what? No longer at ease. Okay, so no longer at ease. Which are the ones? So what was you mentioned before? Arrow of God. Arrow of God. Okay. I might have to go and check out one of these ones if I can make the and time. The <laughs> wow, you've read a lot of books. As a child, I was a voracious reader. Now, you know, it's funny because now you, I can't remember all of the storylines. You know, I'll, I'll probably need to um, sit and go through it, you know, and then, you know, pick up. You know, but I need I need um, like a, a boost to my memory. Uh, I remember a title by Sarawiwa, um, Sugar Boy. Okay. So um, yeah, that, so I just read, you know, random, just here and there, but I read voraciously. All right. You know what? It's been quite amazing. Well, it's been I've absolutely enjoyed having you. You know. Um, come chat with me about the books that have inspired you. Um, I would say you're possibly the first blogger, like blogger, blogger, as opposed to blogger author um, that I've had. And it's been a different, it's been a different experience, you know, sort of having, um, having you here. Um, okay, so one last question though, because um, I'm sure you need to go and I've got to go and pick up the little human as well, because I need to get her to do some work. Um, now, in your, in your minimalist lifestyle, right, and in your new blog, are you going to be reviewing yeah. books as well, or will you just be doing more on a lifestyle type of thing? 
Can you say that again? You said, would I be? As, as a new blogger, and I know your focus is on minimalist living, uh, mm. but how likely are you to read, um, review books on your on your blog? Um, well, I'll say never say never, because I the whole idea, even though it's a lifestyle blog, I don't want to restrict myself. Yeah. We're going to go, if I find something interesting, you know, so it's me sharing my journey through life. And if reading a book, you know, that inspires me or a book, you know, which storyline resonates with me, um, I think will be of benefit to my um, readers and followers, I would share it. And definitely I would review that book because um, that's the whole thing about lifestyle. If something, you know, has... Um, impacted your life for good you then want to share with other people so i wouldn't say i wouldn't want to restrict myself going forward yeah you know so things would just evolve and i wanted to take a natural um turn you know however it pans out that's good um that being said you know it's not like we're just going to go off and not have any focus you know yeah. so but then also going to be all embracing it's yeah. not restrictive. Okay, fabulous. Because why I was asking is I was going to say, like, you know, if you were going to, because you said, you know, you're a voracious reader. So I was kind of trying to see yeah. you know, what sort of things you would be looking out for if you were going to look for another book. Like, what, what, what sort of things would trigger you or inspire you to read your next book? That's what I was trying, what I was going to ask. Oh, I've always been um, one person to look out for crime fiction okay you know but then you get to a point in your life where um you you step out of um, imaginary world for a bit so yeah. recently i found myself reading more self-help books self-development books so um you know things that help you um stay focused um, how to manage money better, how to manage your time better, how to be a better person, like um, Stephen Covey's The Seven Seven Rules of Effective People. So, um, so, you know, books like that, you know, those, those are the kind of books that I look out for. All right, your line is not very clear anymore. Can you hear me? Really? Oh, okay, you're back now. For a second, the line um went a bit. Okay. Well, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, any final words before I kick you out of my cafe? I'm hungry now. <laughs> um, final words. I'd like to say thank you very much for having me on your podcast um it's been as interesting for me as it has been for you um i do look forward to doing this again you know sometime in the future thank Yay. you well i'm glad you had fun um you know sort of coming on the show um and you you know you found it enjoyable because i kind of like that and you want to come back as well you see it always brings a smile on my face when people want to come back you know these are like chatting with me because i like chatting with people too um okay so how can people get in touch with you or, you know stay in contact with you if they want okay. to 
Hey, Phil. Hello. I'm here. So how can people get in touch with you Hi. if they want? Hello. Yeah, can you not hear me? Or is the oh, I can hear you now. For, for a bit, you just went um, off. And I said, it's just how common. can with you or keep in touch with you if they want to do so? Where are you online? Where is your home online? at Sassy Simbi and then on Facebook please like the page Sassy Simbi have a YouTube channel Sassy Simbi you know so everything's slowly slow and nice but um there's going to be a whole lot more content um even though we're just starting out so there's a lot to share a lot of information and um if from there well, it's an absolute pleasure having you on the show, and I hope to catch you again sometime soon. And to everyone else here, yeah, please go check out Sassy Simbi's page. And for me, check it out Salami. I will catch you guys again later. I haven't done that closing speech in a while. Anyways, but it's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> and we'll catch you again soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye.